I love speaking to brand new artists or ones that I don't know yet and um, finding out what the heart is behind the music. You know, just because someone's got a vocal cord doesn't mean that they've got character and a whole journey that they've done with Jesus. But in this case, I actually know that's true. Henko Krier is who we're speaking to today. Hello, Henko. How are you? Hi, Janine. It's wonderful to speak to you and thank you for this opportunity. Okay, let's start right at the beginning. We've got to introduce you because, you know, if we don't know you, you've got to tell me your personality, what you do for a living. You know, if you had to introduce yourself to someone who's never met you before, who is Henka Krier? First of all, I can actually just say, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody that can save everybody. (laughs) But if you want to know me personally... Um, my name is Henku. I'm a pastor at Kreisvoort Gemeente there at Arnot. Now, Arnot is between Hindrina and Middleburg in Mpumalanga. Mm. And I live in Carolina. And uh, I've been in ministry since 2010. And uh, yeah, so, but my ministry is basically focused on, on evangelism and, uh, and also music ministry. Carolina, that's like in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> But then I guess if you, if you if you pass Carolina, let me. We've got only one one. We call it in Afrikaans a robot, but in South, in South African terms, we we speak about a robot. No, no, we have a traffic light. Now that's actually very strange. But we've got one robot in town that's never working, and if you pass a robot too quickly, you're going to end up in Bad Plas. <laughs> so, do you like small town living? The whole thing about communities, knowing everything about one another, stuff like that. To be honest with you, it's actually I won't fit in to a big town, I don't think I will, I will actually get myself to stay in the city again. Um, I grew up in Pretoria, but um, to be honest with you, I love the smaller communities. Um, it's like a close-knit family. And yeah, the thing about everybody knowing everything about you, yeah, um, that's not always nice. But, uh, <laughs> it's one of those things. But, um, <laughs> but it was one of those things. But the, the love of the community and the support from the community, if there's a crisis or if there's something like that, um, it's just awesome. Um, the love for each other and the support you can you can get and give each other, that makes a difference. So how did you end up in Carolina if you were not born there? Actually, I was a small boy when, uh, I, as I said, I was born in Pretoria, grew up there, and uh, my father had to move to Carolina for work purposes. And, uh, yeah, that's how I ended up here. <laughs> and how about your music? Is this something that's gone with you and been with you your whole life, or did you sort of happen on it at some stage? No, I've been making music since I was a small boy. Um, I was in commercial music first before Jesus saved my life. Um, and before I gave my heart to Jesus, I did commercial music for a long time. And, um, yeah, since, and as, as I said, since 2010, when I, 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 I gave my life to Jesus in 2008. And since then, I said, Lord, I'm not, I'm not going to, ser- to sing commercial music anymore. I want to I serve you through my music. I want to praise you through my ministry and through my voice. And since then, I've been making gospel music. Okay, tell me how you got saved, because obviously it made a huge impact on your life. Yeah, actually the Lord, that's a testimony <laughs> on its own. No, one day when we've got time, we can we can go into that ah, story. Ah, ah, um, ah, this is the juicy bits. <laughs> I, the music is one aspect, but I can't believe that you mean it until I know how this actually happened. Okay, actually from a young age, I knew that the Lord called me from ministry because I had this 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 thing in my heart. I had this hunger in my heart to become a minister, uh, uh, like in ministry. But I at that stage, 
You, you know, if you grew up and like in a normal South African household, you know, you you grew up in the church. You know, you were just you're not you're not truly saved if you don't understand what I will mean about yeah, that. Yeah. You just grew up in church, you know. And um, but I had this 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 thing inside of my heart that I knew God called me to ministry. I knew it, and I and I always wanted to become a minister. But at that stage, it was for the wrong reasons, you know, because it was status to become a minister, you know. Yeah. And um, but just as the prodigal son did, he ran into the world and served the world, and I did the same thing. I I went into the world and I did world music, and I, and I did that, and the, God started to to work with my heart, and I and it. Uh, just to to have this hunger for him, and at one on one evening I did a show in Palaborva, and uh, it was very late at night. I remember it very well. It was very late at night. It was a rainy night. I did a, a show there. It was late at night. It was around the show started at around ten, at in the in the evening, and um, after the show I, I I had to come back to Carolina, which is about a six hour drive yeah. from Palaborva. I had to come back uh, because I had a show the following morning and uh, at another town. And um, it was about half past one. We left Palaborva that evening. And uh, on uh, just uh, close to where I've stood, there's a tunnel, the Stratum Tunnel. And uh, when we got there, the, um, my wife was sleeping in the car and I had my, 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 uh, brother, my sister's two children with me as well. When we came around the one corner, they there were rocks stacked into the, in the road, yeah. and I immediately realized that they were going to try to hijack us. And uh, I was I just started to pray, and I said, "Just Lord, just save our lives, please, just protect us." And I hit those stones with a car, and uh, the car actually flew over the stones, and and the stones hit the car, the gas tank of the car, and. Um, when I came around the corner over the stones, I was so afraid that the engine was damaged. But when I came around the corner, there was a bunch of people standing in the road armed with guns. And uh, I just I just pressed the pedal and I just said, Lord, just protect us. And I just pressed the gas pedal and just went through them. And uh, when I went to, came through the second corner, there was a second group of, of armed people. And uh, so I just I just prayed and said, we all just prayed in the God, God, just protect us, just protect us. And I, I was clocking at about 140 on those mountain passes where my wife actually said, I think you should slow down. I just told her, I can't slow down. If the engine was damaged or something happened, we are stranded and we are in trouble. So let me just get distance between us and, and, and those criminals. And uh, everywhere around the road, there was this little groups of people. And uh, so I know I, I knew that if we stopped, if the car stopped, it was it was over. And um, so we drove with the car, and about ten kilometers from Urastat, I just prayed, Lord, just take us to Urastat, just just get us to safety, that I can just be, we just get to safety. And about ten kilometers from Urastat, um, the, the car just died, just died, it just cut out, and. Uh, I, I didn't know what to do. And I just said, God, please. But the car was still moving. I just put the car in neutral and the car was still moving. I just need, just keep the car moving. I said, God, please just start the car. Just take us to Urastat. And the car, I can't, I, up to today, I can't explain it, but I know it was angels. Um, but miraculously, the car started. And it actually felt like somebody was pushing us from behind. And uh, again, five kilometers from Urastat, the car just died. 
And I said, God, please just take us to Urastad. And the car again, miraculously just started and it felt like somebody was pushing us. When we came into Urastad, the first um, petrol station that you get, when we, when we pulled in there, it was about three, three in the morning, um, the car just died and it didn't want to start again. And I got out of the car and I, and I found the petrol attendant there and I, I thought that maybe the petrol was finished because the petrol gauge was knocked out from the stones. Um, on my gauge, I could see the, the gauge was out. And uh, I asked him, just put petrol in the car so that I can see if I can start it. And when he was pouring petrol in the car, uh, suddenly I saw all of the petrol running out from the car, from underneath the car. And um, I looked under the car and there was a hole bigger than my fist in the middle of the petrol tank. Oh, my and, goodness. Uh, now we drove, it was like 65 kilometers. Now my car was half full of petrol. My car's got a 40 liter petrol tank. And my car was about half full. Um, okay, so just to, to get the story started, we, we, we actually got to stay there at the police station where we waited for my dad at that stage just before he passed away. He came to help us. And we took a, a, a petrol, an empty can and we, we, we bypassed the, 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 the pipes into that tank just to, to, to start the car and to, to drive. And we, we used literally a 20-liter petrol, uh, petrol on about two or three kilometers. So we, we then discovered that there was a return pipe going back to the, to the tank. Now, this is where the miracle comes in. We actually only drove 20, like two kilometers with a 20-liter petrol tank with all of the petrol going out of the tank. And so up to the, I can't explain how we drove 65 kilometers without basically a single drop of petrol. Sure. <laughs> and after that, that was, that was one of the biggest miracles I've ever experienced in my life. And after that as well, just when I, when we, and there's a, as I said, I've got so many testimonies. Just after that, and that's where God actually woke me up to say, and to realize that the spiritual realm realm is real, that God is real, that miracles is real. And then just after my wife and I got saved, um, she fell pregnant. At that stage, I left the music industry and I started to focus on ministry. And my wife fell pregnant with our first daughter. And that's actually where the second miracle comes in. Um, after, after we gave our lives to Jesus, it was practically a few months after that. She fell pregnant with our first child. And she's got a testimony on Facebook as well and on YouTube. Um, Eileen Creer, people can, can listen to her testimony where she testifies from, her, from herself. Um, but she had a very difficult pregnancy. She also almost died where she went into a preeclampsia with, with, with our firstborn. And um, when they had to do an emergency operation on her to remove the baby, um, and the baby was born prematurely and um, there was actually no hope for my wife. Her kidneys, when, when, when um, she had the operation, the doctors just told us that he came out and says there's no hope for her. Her kidneys failed yeah. and um, there's yeah. nothing more they can do for her. And uh, at that stage, my, that's why I say I knew God is the God of miracles. And I just told the doctor, I looked, straight, I looked straight into the eyes and said, Doctor, you don't know Jesus. I said, yeah, no, just keep on to your faith. I said, no, 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 you're not hearing what I'm saying to you. You don't know Jesus. And um, I phoned a pastor friend of mine and I asked him, come, come with me and pray for her. And we laid hands on her, we prayed for her, and we asked God to touch her. And the following morning, 
at seven o'clock when they came in to do tests again. The, the doctor came out with eyes as big as roller coasters. <laughs> and he's like, I can't believe it. This is not, there's nothing wrong. Her kidneys is functioning 100%. There's, she's like perfectly, perfectly fine. And uh, I, said, I said, yeah, I told you, you don't know Jesus. <laughs> and, uh, so uh, that was the ones that, that was just in short. But if you listen to her whole testimony as well, um, she goes into much more detail how she, how she almost, almost died. And she knew also her time was, was almost closed. And so, yeah, the God actually, he, he actually, he took a, a how can I say, he, we've, oh, our whole lives is, is, is one testimony after the other. So how can we not serve him? How can we not live for him? How can we not, how can we not give our lives over to him? That's there's no, I, I can't, I can't see my life without God. I can't see my life without Jesus. You know what? When I listen to your story, so many times as Christians, we really, really would prefer that God's blessing would mean that everything would always go well with us. We'd be, you know, yeah, rich like and wealthy and healthy always, and that everything works out. But it's only when you're in circumstances like that. If someone exactly. didn't want to take your car and your people weren't in mortal danger, you would have gone on yes. with life as normal. They would not have been and something so God like this. Use the situation exactly the yes. same with your wife. She could just as well have had a normal pregnancy and you would never have exactly. to exercise faith and your faith wouldn't have grown because in exactly. that, and not only yours, people around you as well who are affected with what God is doing in your life. Exactly. And you know what? Just before my wife fell ill, God gave us a passage. And um, this, is, this is actually the passage that God set up and that is actually relevant to my to our lives up to now. And just to to agree with what you are saying, that the uh, many people think that when you give your life to Jesus, everything is just like moonshine and roses, and everything is just going to be well, and you're just going to be blessed. But that's not how you grow spiritually. God uses the opportunity and, and uses the situation. It's not God who, who curses you or that punishes you. It's God that uses the opportunity to 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 build your faith. And he gave us this verse in First Peter, First Peter chapter one, there from verse six to verse nine, it says, "In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have to come so that your faith, of greater worth than gold, which pers- uh, perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is." revealed through you have not seen him you love him and even though you do not see him now you believe in him and are filled with the inexpressible and glorious joy for you are receiving the goal of your faith the salvation of your souls <laughs> yeah it's the kind of scripture that we sometimes wish isn't in the bible but it's 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 just as much a promise as any of the nice promises are. Here, in those trials and tribulations rejoice and the yes. most difficult thing that to do in situations, um, and that's one thing that I always tell my congregation when, uh, and, I, and I tell them, be, be careful what you ask for God in prayer, because God answers prayers. If you ask God, God, give me more faith. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> He's going to 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 let opportunities and situations unfold in your life to build your faith. If you ask God, God. Teach me how to love. What do you think is going to happen in your life? He's going to surround you with situations and people that you have to learn to love. And uh, that's how we grow as Christians. 
So let's get to your ministry. I'm curious to know what, what kind of ministry do you do all over South Africa? First of all, we focus on evangelism. So my ministry is focused on 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 evangelism. God blessed me with a gift and, and I give all praise to Jesus. It's not me and it's not being a good preacher or whatever. Um, it's, it's all about Jesus. God blessed me with the ability to, to teach and to, to teach people the word and so that they can understand. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm very focused on evangelism, to reach souls for Jesus, to, mm. to spread the gospel to, to the lost, to spread the gospel all over the world and to fulfill the, the commandment that, that Jesus gave us in Matthew 28 verse 19, where he said, go through the world and make disciples and, and baptize them and teach them. And um, that's that's what what my ministry is focused on is to reach the lost for Christ, but also not just to reach the lost, but to teach them how to live a victorious life in Christ Jesus, how to to live in Christ, how to be in Christ, um, and that is the that is the the secret to living the Christian life. We cannot we cannot do it on our own through our own strength. We are totally totally. Um, we need the Holy Spirit. We are we we have to submit to the Holy Spirit in our lives to lead us and to show us the way. And um, when we are committed to God through faith in what Jesus did on the cross in His in His ministry in what He did on the cross, um, that's where the Holy Spirit will will come into our lives and start to lead us, and where we can live a life in Christ. So that is what my ministry is based. Is to 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 reach lost with the gospel, and what is the gospel? That Jesus Christ, he he said it's fulfilled, it is finished. He paid the price on the cross, and we have to keep our faith in in what he did on the cross. And that's where Jesus said, "I'm the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father through me." Let's get to your song. Your whole album is called Full Bring. It has been accomplished. Yes. It's been done. <laughs> um, done so mm. we're going to play the title track of your album, Full Bring, as well. When we listen to the song, what is it that you want us to hear? Um, specifically get about the message you meant for when you wrote the song. Jesus Christ fulfilled everything on the cross. If you are in need, there's only one person that you can rely on. And it says in the word, it's better to rely on God than to trust in men. And everything that, that you need in your life, not just, not just material, materially, but everything, spiritually, everything that you rely on, your faith, your, your salvation, your, your uh, sanctification, it's everything is, is paid by Christ on the cross. And, that's, and we can live a victorious life through praise and worship. If if I wake up in the morning, that's what the song says in the in the chorus parts. When I wake up in the morning, I want to rejoice because God is in control of my life. God is on the throne. God is the one. He, he's got everything in his hands. I can trust him even if I can't understand situations, even if I can't understand the circumstances I'm in, even if I'm going through a difficult time and things doesn't make sense. I can trust in his wisdom that he is God. He stays God and nothing can change that and nothing can steal us from his hands. And that is what 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 the song says is, Lord, you paid it on the cross. You are in control. You are God. And I want to praise and worship you. Even if I can't understand the situations, I will look to you and I will keep my faith in you. 
Okay, before we listen to the song, if people want to follow you going forward, your ministry, your music, all of that, where do they go to? They can follow me on Facebook, Hinko Kreer. I've got two pages there, uh, three pages actually. Hinko Kreer, that's my personal one. Hinko Kreer page or Kreiswoord Gemeente Rietkeil. Kreiswoord Gemeente Rietkeil. That's the three pages. We broadcast all of our sermons and all of our services live on our Kreiswoord Gemeente Rietkeil uh, page on Facebook as well. They can follow me on WhatsApp. And all of my sermons I send out on, on WhatsApp and Telegram. They can get my details on my Facebook page and also on YouTube. All of my videos, all of my sermons um, is loaded on YouTube. They can just go on YouTube, subscribe to my channel, Hinko Kreer, and uh, they can follow me there. The wonder of technology and social media. So that would be Hinko Kreer. Mm-hmm. And we're going to listen to his song, Full Bring, up next.